Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. It's the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I'm Nikki Glaser. I am in St. Louis. Andrew is in St. Louis. We are in the same building. We are not in the same room because we are not getting along. No, it's not that. It's uh, covid issues. Um, and then Noah is in Arizona. It is Wednesday. That's how I say it in my head every time I write it so that I say it, mm-hmm. write it right. Wednesday's a hard one. To, like when you're a little kid learning things. And Tuesday's yeah. not easier either. Tuesday, you would just think it's T-U-S when you're a little kid. I would always say two S. W O S. No. Oh, have you ever seen the the TikTok where they're like, uh, they hold up cards for a girl to say, and they're like T W I, and she's like Twee. They're T W A, Twa, and then they're T W U, Twu, and then T W O. She's like Two, and everyone laughs. She's like Two. What, whoa? And then you really examine it. You're like, well, two is such a weird word to spell it that way. 
There's no other well, there's... TW words that just go two. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Tot, twat, tot. No. It's all twist. No. No, I know. Tw- uh, I, I think they just ran out of, I think, I think T-O and T-O-O was first. Mm. And then they were like, well, we got to. You can do they, T-O-U. They or they could have not T-O-O-O. done two. It could have been any word. It could have been um, <laughs> two. Gip. It could have been one gip three. I don't know like, why, why they're not having three letters and things. What do you mean? Why not T O O O? Three vowels. What? Just three letter. I mean, it's a le- it's a letter too. Why don't we just do? I mean, that's what I I was uh, I I had written in my phone. You know how sometimes you write like a joke idea or whatever, and I just have tired with thirty seven D's, and I remembered I, I keep going. What does that mean? Tired with thirty seven D's, and then I realized it was like part of my joke, making fun of young girls and how their Instagrams do that little thing where they're just like they just like twitch a little bit and like the, the hair falls in their face and it's it's like a boomerang but it's even a, it's a microsecond it's not even a it's not a boomerang's like a full second these are like micro and then they always write like i'm tired with like 37 d's <laughs> and 37 d's is also the size of their bra <laughs> and but then like, they go vi- viral for it and then people are like dude it's like genius but yeah there there is something about writing multiple letters in a thing that conveys tone via texting you know yeah i feel like when people um i'm tired write write out okay Mm. not just do k i don't know okay why yeah or like uh, the o and k which one seems more passive aggressive to you (laughs) okay without an exclamation mark is hell it's the ma'am of affirmative <laughs> answers. Okay, spelled out too makes it feel. It makes uh, it feel like a grade school teacher. Like it just seems so grammatically correct. Okay, because that is how you spell okay. <laughs> Avi always writes out okay in our messages, and I always read it like okay. Yeah, that's I know. Isn't funny? Mad at me. We give so much tone to things. Yeah, like I just wrote. My assistant is having to change like a million flights because of just me canceling my LA trip and everything. And um, it's like her job now is just like calling airlines and saying like, we didn't mean to book that flight. Can we get a refund? And um, she had to do it again this morning because I found a cheaper flight somewhere that was not available yesterday. And I just wrote back to her, fuck, like, God, this is your job now. Like, you, I'm so sorry. And she just goes, what's wrong? Because so it's like, oh, no, no, I just meant like, I was just like, sharing your consternation that you probably have. And she's like, oh, okay. And so I just made things worse by being like, fuck, because she thought something on my end happened. How do you feel about voice memos? Um, I'm a fan in the sense that things don't get lost in textlation. Yes. You know, so you can there's kind no of... Tone. There's no tone in text. Guessing. And usually people go to the worst tone possible. Um, yeah. Unless you add an LOL and an emoji. There's so many times I add an LOL when there's not no need for an LOL. But the thing is, like an LOL end. doesn't mean laugh out loud anymore. It just means don't read this in a sarcastic or aggressive yes. tone. Yeah. That's what it means. It's almost like the italics of, it's just a way to like 
or or an exclamation mark really does that too. I think, yeah. but LOL makes it so gentle. Thank God for LOL. I mean, we can roll our eyes about like, oh, it's not really laughing out loud, but that's what it is. It's just a shortcut to be like, I come in peace. It's like, um, it's the same way a when you flag. honk at someone and you either go, or you go like, wah, wah. You know? yeah, yeah, that's a fun little honk. That, no one's ever it's been so shot for do, a honk. When you get, like, if you have a, like, like, can you just move like a little like and it's then the they difference don't... between excuse me and someone in line and go, oh, excuse me. The problem is, though, is either A, they won't hear the ha ha. So then you got to go ha ha again. Yeah. And then you got to go another ha 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 And then yes. they lose their mind because yes. it's like seven ha ha's. Yes. Which equals one huge ha. Yeah. I hate getting ha ha at no matter what. I mean, I, usually they're right because I'm checking my phone and when I'm at a stoplight. Yeah. And they're probably in a hurry and they want to get their 0.07 seconds earlier than they would if I wasn't checking my phone. But they're right. Yeah. And I always kind of look up and I go, oh my God, you're right. And then I'm kind of embarrassed when they drive past me. And then they're embarrassed when I get right next to them at the next light. You know, uh, the rules of the road. Um, the rules of the road, man. You forget you all feeling? about it when, when you live in New York City. You forget oh, yeah. like driving and like just rules of the road, like just I don't mm. know. It's interesting that you, I went ten years without a car, like in my thirties. That's weird. I love driving so much. It's the best. I miss it. Um, I, I used to get panic attacks driving though on the highway sometimes in Florida. Like I don't know. Um, well, you were getting but, panic attacks for everything, kind of. I got panic yeah. attacks, uh, like ride, not you know my version of that. I don't want to. It's not the same as. Other people's, but like, yeah, riding in cars and not having control. But but you driving yourself, that would be horrifying to get a panic attack oh. while you're in control of a heavy machine. Almost like Bo Burnham saying he gets panic attacks while he's on stage. You go, how could that happen? See, one time I got, oh, not one time, multiple times, yeah, on the highway. So then part of you wants to get off the highway to get rid of it. Then the other mm. part of you wants to drive faster to get home quicker. But Didn't that's you get not one safe. on a bridge once? No, that was... Truman uh, Show. That might have been Truman Show. <laughs> Did you ever <laughs> was see that the when Truman I was in the Show? Truman Sh- oh my god, yeah. that is the that's my one of my favorite movies. I have to remember that next time people are like, "What's your favorite movie?" Do you ever like s- s- just struggle to remember anything that is your favorite when people seem to ask you for it every All time? The time. Right? Yeah, yeah, we we struggle with that on the show when we do best best worst up first up. One. Yeah. You can't even think of the top one. Yeah, bottom and one. it's one of my favorite segments. <laughs> By the way, on, yeah. on, what's your on, top uh, one, bottom one, top one, bottom one? I just want to give a shout out to the besties on Reddit who posted oh God, a thread yes. about all of our top one, bottom one, <gasps> saying it would be oh. a great board game. Oh, and they put what it all together. Thing. Yeah, and they put it all together, and like I have it in a spreadsheet, but it's all spread out. But to like see it together, I love them so like i don't go on reddit and i'm sorry that i don't get to go over to our thing it's just to protect myself in case one douchebag says something wrong and it sucks that i but you know that i'm in so many communications with besties on my dms and that i feel like i am i am accessible to you guys um if if you really need me i always will be um i love uh, the posts we got on that you reposted that i hadn't seen yet on our Nikki Glazer pod Instagram. No, I'm guessing you reposted the people with the merch. 
Mm-hmm. Like doing little dances and like so proud to be wearing their merch. It really touched me uh, in a way that like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's different than I've been having fans for almost 20 years now. And it's just a different, it's just different. It feels so good. It's so cute. And I know what that feels like to be a fan of a show or like um, just, you know, two, uh, three people. Like, I just, I know what it's like. So it, um, I guess it hits different. It's just so sweet. So thank you to everyone who bought merch and thank you to everyone who, you know, t- participates in spreading the word of the, the show, spreading the good word. Spreading that good word. I mean, we met a lot of besties this past weekend, Austin, um, which we couldn't do meet and greets in Austin because it was a festival. So I apologize to any besties that were there. Um, and then uh, we saw some in the that drove by us late at night. Remember that, Andrew? Yeah, yeah, it's funny. A little drive by shout out. That's always fun. And then yeah. um, Dallas While they're peeling off doing something. Good. In Houston, <laughs> no, no, they weren't peeling. <laughs> they peeled a little. It was a little peel. No, we met some really good, uh, good fans and and sweeties um, out there, and I meant to remember their names, and I remember faces though, and it's just nice. Um, it's it's cool when like you don't expect like someone to be a fan, and then you're like, real wh- what? Like, yeah, how did we end up in your life? I, like, who was that so girl st- that was first in line in Dallas? What was her oh. name? She um. was fun. Oh, she yeah. was she so was, funny. I she mean, was that like, was. She was like, "What happened?" Oh my god! I'm like, she's such a huge fan. What, she she starts out. What did, I mean, Andrew? Do you remember what it started out as? It started out as like, "Oh no, this girl's gonna be trouble." But then it quickly turned into, "No, she is just excited, and I love her energy." And she was saying she's referencing a lot of inside jokes. She was by herself, or maybe she was with a friend, but her no, friend had, had like friend. removed herself yeah. from the situation to be not <laughs> yeah. embarrassed because she was freaking out. And she's like, "No, Andrew, you need to get in this picture too because Andrew's taking pictures." What, did, Andrew? Do you remember what she said? She was I just all over the place, but she's like, yeah. "I love you, Brenna. Kisses, Brenna. I love you. Oh, I love the show so much. Oh hand my drip. god, ham drip, ham drip, like." Yeah, a lot of hand drips. We yeah. get a lot of hand drips. Like just w- sometimes they'll like whisper it so oh, no one else I knows. I remember she had the curse cur ever. Oh, what was it again? She she had a oh my god. This was my favorite cur I've ever heard. <laughs> Cause it involves cur. It's like a, an inception cur. So she would listen to our podcast in front of her ex-boyfriend, I believe is what the case was. And she or no, she would say cur around her ex-boyfriend. She'd yeah. call it things out for being cur in front of him. Not things that he was doing, things that she would see. And he never asked what it meant. <laughs> you don't know what cur means, yet your girlfriend's using this. You are trying to act like you might even know it or you don't care. That was so cur. I fucking loved that cur so much. And then she was calling herself cur about something. And I go, no, you are not. Oh, no, there was something she did that was kind of cur. That... Maybe it was in the audience that night or something. She was like, and I was cut in this way. And I was like, yeah, that is cut. But like, but th- th- it was so funny to me that, because I've done that before where I'm trying to get my boyfriend's attention. Not my boyfriend now, but like, you know, other boyfriends. He's the only boyfriend I've ever had. So it's always him. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I've tried to like get their Kyle? attention by doing something. And then they don't pick up on it. And you're like, cut. Like, you know, this thing is like, you've never heard of it before. Or you've never like... Come on. 
Yeah, there's a. I think she was called herself for Alpha being cook because, you know, I post I posted that thing on Instagram where like light laughers or whatever. So now I think like people think they have to laugh too loud for me. Like I'm like a, a like a make a wish kind of kid, and I'm mm-hmm. like, they're like we laugh so loud that I think it was like annoying people how loud we were laugh. I was like, no, they yeah. laugh. It's like I don't. I get it that you're being very nice, but like I don't need the charity laugh of like I gave it extra for you, pal. Yes, like, <laughs> like patting me on the top of the head, like yes. I did it for you, little pal boy. And it's like yeah, that was just very one night nice. you had l- yeah. soft laughers. Yeah, soft yeah. laugh. Yeah, um, I always want but, people to laugh exactly the amount they want to. That's why I blur yes. my eyes because when you look at people, <laughs> they just they it's a it's a tactic to get them to laugh harder. When oh, yeah. you have the lights up, I want, I have the, I try to have the lights down. I try to never go out in the audience because I never want to put pressure on people to have a better time than they are really. I want people to have an authentic experience where they don't feel pressured to do anything they don't want to do. And there's something so great about eliciting laughs from people that could ha- could easily not laugh. You know, like there's something oh, so yeah. special when, you know, in, when you're in a setting like that. There are so many factors that play into why you laugh or why you don't laugh. Like, you know, in comedy clubs, everyone's bunched up as close as possible to the front because laughter is contagious and it will it will make you laugh if people are laughing and having a good time. We've talked about some of the tricks, laughing at your own jokes, having little like cues uh, like slapping your knee with a microphone like Chappelle does. Like there's little things that can make the audience like, l- l- you know, lacing your material with the word fuck. Like doing, there's certain tricks and there's also tricks that I'm employing throughout my set that, uh, you know, are just the ways that comedians learn how to talk in a way that's funnier than not talk. Like I've learned it's funnier for me to go like, because old glazed dog needs a da-da-da instead of saying, because I need to hear compliments for me to say for me to button up a joke about compliments that has no punchline and i just finish it with like because you know what old dick glazed dog needs a compliment that is funnier than me saying because i need a compliment you know there's tricks like that but then there's really deliberate ones that are just gross um but i always am very touched when people have been watching say they watch something online or like on tv and they're like you had me like laughing alone in my apartment because there's no pressure on you to do yeah. that. Do you ever laugh alone? Like um, when you're watching something, what was the last time you really like laughed at something by yourself? This is like one of those top one, bottom one moments where I have no idea. Right. But, um, last season of Curb Your Enthusiasm when I was binging oh, it. Okay. Yeah, you that's a good one. It. I mean, you no, know, that the, is so- the, the Woody Harrelson episode. I laughed very hard. Oh my God. Um, about him that, going out to the farm and like yeah. the cow and stuff. Yeah. I laughed so hard at Molly Shannon's book. Andrew caught me on the plane laughing nice. to myself <laughs> because I couldn't help it. I read that book in two days. I am bragging. I fucking sped through it. It's a it's a big book. And I read it all. It is so good. <laughs> it's called Hello Molly. I really recommend it for a Mother's Day gift because it's all about her losing her mom at a young age and how her dad ended up being like her mother and how that relationship was kind of fucked up, but it would be a really good gift for mothers. I think even though it's a tragic loss of a mom at the age of like six, she was because it's about in the, you know, it's about her living her life to make her mom proud, even though her mom was never there. So it's a beautiful, and it's a beautiful gift to give a woman. Cause it's a really triumphant story about a woman who, 
kind of a self-made comedian, like superstar, superstar success. Like it's so beautiful. But I was laughing. The book made me cry within 10 pages. Like so, so crying. It's really sad what happened to her and her family. You should read it to to find out. It's called Hello, Molly. Um, But I was laughing so hard at one part. Andrew looked over at me on the plane and I wasn't trying to be like, I'm laughing at a book. I'm smart. I was just laughing because she was <laughs> describing the sketches. It was her at the SNL chapters. And she was describing some of the segments that I had never even seen, like, or I couldn't remember. I didn't remember Sally O'Malley, who is this woman that was based off of her friend went to go like sign up for Equinox or something. And her friend said that this woman was showing around and she was like, listen, I'm 50 and I can, I can kick and I can split. I'm 50. This is the way a woman who's 50. And so she created this character who was like, and I can kick and I can stretch and I'm 50. And so I was laughing so hard. Then I looked up all these sketches and I'm dying because it's, there were so many it's so funny to read about sketches, ones that you remember, also ones I was desperate to, f- I could only find transcripts of because she was like, you know, there's this one sketch where we were working at a Friday's and the way Will Ferrell said, welcome to Friday's made me laugh so hard or like the way he said, I'm Gerald, uh, you know, uh, Cunningham the Third. welcome to TGI Friday's. She was like, I cracked up, I broke. And so I'm looking for TGI Friday's, Will Ferrell, Molly Shannon, I can't find it. So I just find the transcript, but it's, um, it's really, I I really went through a depression after reading that book because I lost my friend Molly who was talking to me for two days like straight. It's it's a real thing that happens to me with books that are really, really good. And that one I like suffered for a couple days afterwards of being like, I wish I could talk to my friend. And she is my friend. She gave, you know, she reached out to me on DM, but I don't want to bother her. But I fucking love that book so much. Um, and I want to talk to you when we get back from break next week, a week from tomorrow, I am, it's Nikki Glazer Day in St. Louis, and I'm doing something very special, and we're going to talk about it when we get back. Andrew! Hey, hi, everyone. <laughs> Come on down, 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 now. Come on down, down, brown cow, down, now. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time. Self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. 
Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy girl bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back. Um, <laughs> this weekend, we're going to be in New Orleans Friday or Thursday night. One of the either Fort Lauderdale or Jacksonville Friday night. Um, either Fort Lauderdale or Jacksonville Saturday night. And then Fort Sunday Lauderdale night, Friday, I'll Jacksonville Saturday. Okay. Uh, 21st Friday. Yeah. Okay. 22nd is Fort Lauderdale. I think that's Friday. Friday. Uh, and then Jacksonville, Jacksonville on Saturday. Okay. And Nashville on the 24th. Now, Andrew, is are we going to have any um, family coming out to these shows? Is Fort Lauderdale, Jacksonville, and close to where you came from in uh, Port St. Lucie? 
you know my boy in Nashville, Jake Owen, plus one. Jake Owen's coming. coming. Oh, he's Jake coming? Jake Owen's coming out. He's bringing the whole honky-tonk with him, man. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna. You know I'm going to ask Jake Owen about something that I've been bothering you about before. Oh, shit. You know, yeah, you got I, I did a deep dive, as I do, about Taylor Swift and who she's dated and who different songs are about. And I did read that she wrote one song <laughs> about Jake Owen. I believe... I forget. Will, will you look up, Noah, which song that is? I don't know why I'm talking like Dr. Phil. I am doing his podcast <laughs> later today. Um, I will be on Dr. Phil's podcast. I will be on uh, Ask Chelsea. That podcast is coming up soon. Whitney Cummings. I, that podcast is up already. The one that we talk about family constellations. Oh, so that I have like 45 minutes left. Oh, my God. So you have one tenth of it left. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Wanted longest podcast in history. So it's great, though. It's so. Oh, I'm so glad it's great. Whitney and I both. We have this thing that after a podcast, we've done. I've done our podcast now four or five times. After a podcast, we always walk out and we go. That was be- that was like not good, right? And I go, listen, <laughs> I, it doesn't even matter. Like you don't have to put it up. She goes, I just was like not present. I just got some bad family news, which she talks about on the show. So I'm not divulging anything that she didn't divulge. And she's like, and I go, you don't have to put it up. Like, I just want to hang out with you. I don't care if you, like, we can just trash it. Like, that. sometimes you do a bad podcast. And we're both like, was that bad? And then Emily, her producer, is like, no, it was good. And we're like, no. that. And I go, Whitney, I just realized we have this conversation in your immaculate, beautiful marble foyer every single time that we think this is shit. And then we... And then you always find out it's like one of the best podcasts that your fans love. And then she sends she sends her podcast, I think, to her cousin, like her uh, niece to listen to, to like test them. And her niece wrote back, like she sent it to me. She's like, I think it's good to go because her niece was like, this is the best podcast. So you have great just, chemistry. I think, yeah, we, we really do. We're both really chatty ladies. It's amazing that anyone gets a word in. But um, she, oh, she... I'm I'm a little gay for her. I gotta be honest. She is so beautiful. And I said at the beginning of the podcast, I thought I was like I was having fantasies of making out with you today. I have a, it's really bizarre. And I say that it's totally someone who's in a happy relationship. I just think she's so beautiful, and I'm so I feel so loved by her. It's really weird. Like I feel like I don't know why I'd want to make out with someone who I feel maternal towards, or that she feels maternal towards me. But then she hooked me up with all the Taylor Swift stuff. Anyway, the it's song interesting is to, sparks fly. Sparks fly. Okay. Yes. Okay, so what's the song about? Let's go through okay, the song. Yeah. Let's maybe... let's listen to the lyrics, or let's hear. Let's talk about the lyrics. You want me to no, read the lyrics? Yeah. Will you just start us okay. off? I'll be able to pick up. So I just don't song, forget how it opens. The way you move is like a full on rainstorm, and I'm the a house of cards. The way you move is like a full on rainstorm, and I'm a house of cards. I think it's the it's that's You're, off key, but yeah. You're the kind of reckless that should send me running, but I. You're the kind of reckless that could send me running, but I kind of know that I won't go far. I kind of know I, I won't ca- go far. Should I call Jake right now and see? No, no, no. It's too Why? much. He because honestly, it's too much he, on the spot. Uh, he's been asked about this before, oh, and he chooses. Oh, okay. This is going to be a conversation I have with him offline oh, that he feels okay. safe that I won't talk about it. Even though hint, besties hint. will, yeah. I'll, I'll fashion egg it so he won't be implied. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Jo- okay, John what's the Owen. chorus? Okay, uh, drop everything now. Meet me in the drop pouring rain. Drop everything now. Meet me in the pouring rain. rain. Kiss me on the sidewalk. Take away the pain. Because I've seen sparks fly. fly. Whenever you walk by, hit me with those green eyes, smell. baby, in the light so bright. 
little something that'll haunt you when you're not around. Cause I see sparks fly whenever you smile. Is that right? Yep. Yes. Yes. Does he have green eyes? He does. Yes, green eyes is in there. You're gonna write a song about a honky tonk. You're friends with the guy named Andrew from high school or college. I don't remember which. High school. He's gonna do a podcast with Nikki Glazer and she's gonna sing the song off key. Down. That's how it goes. To the honky tonk, we're going down. Down (laughs) to the honky tonk. Okay, so Nikki Glazer Day in St. Louis is coming up this next Thursday. There's a Cardinals game. The, the mayor's assistant, the mayor can't make it, but the mayor's assistant is going to grant me a star somewhere and I'm going to get a fucking food item named after me. I'm going to be the, I'm going to get the key to Ballpark Village, which is like this whole area near the stadium that is where people, fans, Cardinals fans go. I'm going to get the key to it. I don't know what I'm going to do with that key. I just want to go in janitor's closets and stuff. I'm like, I'm like a janitor for the day. Like, I got access to anything. Yeah, what does this key get you? What is it? But, like, what does it get you into? Like, what is the key? I don't know. Like, the different garages and, like, I just feel like I could go around and do maintenance all day. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just the ballpark village. Key to the ball, not to the city, to ballpark village. Oh, just ballpark village. You got to stay in ballpark village. The best part of the city. It's a great little uh, place. You know, Cardinals fans are huge. Like this, you know, we're the we're some of the best fans maybe ever. And so it's just, it means a lot. And they're doing this whole day called Nikki Glaser Day at the stadium. They wanted to do like my face on like these little cardboard things. So everyone in the audience could like have my face on theirs. But I just oh. thought that would maybe be too much. And I just felt like, ugh, I don't, some people are gonna be like, who's Nikki Glaser? Fuck this bitch. Like we love John Hamm. We don't want, th- I just, so yeah. I'm throwing out the first pitch. Which, the cardboard, I mean, both Wait, are you going to practice? Look great. <laughs> and and what day okay. is Nikki Glazer Day for Thursday, the twenty eighth? So I, I help. I know Chris helped you throw. We help. I helped you in the green yes. room. So this you is already have great form. Yeah. So I, and I appreciate. Like I got validated from two men that I really trust when it comes to form and sports. <laughs> form sports. These guys are both NBAs, natural born athletes. That's what I call NBAs. Um, and so I'm throwing out the first pitch. I asked them if I could sing the national anthem, which given my rendition of Sparks Fly today, I don't see why they wouldn't want to do that. But they said they just ignored that and they kept saying first pitch. And so I was like, can I just go out with the Cardinals girls in short shorts and like stand on the dugout and like do the little slingshot for like t-shirts and like, you know, just do a dance with Fred Bird. Please, not the first pitch. I don't want to. You guys don't understand. I don't like. You do understand. You know me. I don't like balls. I'm like that girl in Clueless. Um, my surgeon said I shouldn't have balls flying at my face. Well, there, there goes, goes your, your social, social life. life. So <laughs> I do not. I don't like catching balls. I don't like throwing them. I always feel like I'm just such like I'm a joke. Like people are just like, oh, my God, she threw that like a girl, you know, even though that's like a compliment because I love being a girl. Da, 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 da. So the only person I'm really OK being vulnerable about my lack of athletic prowess in front of it when it comes to someone I really respect athletically is Chris. I do not invite Andrew into this because I just until the other until I got validation from Chris that I had good form, I would not have ever shown it to Andrew because I just don't know why Chris I know will love me no matter what. I know Andrew will, too, but I just feel like Andrew will laugh at me. Whereas Chris won't laugh at me. He'll just like help me. <laughs> but I feel like Andrew will be right. helping me through giggles of how bad I am. 
Am I, I think I proved myself. I think I proved myself that I didn't giggle in your face. But I went in the but bathroom. But I was good. Like, that bitch That's why you didn't giggle. Why well, lie? So the other night, Chris came <laughs> over and he had a, he has a little ball that he keeps here that he rolls out on like his shoulder and stuff. Roll out, and he and I started throwing it, and he just taught me. He just was like, just throw it. And he was like, okay, well that was straight. But Wait, I have a question. Room. Yes. Did he stand behind you and like put his hands on your hands and? Bring no, like that the oh my technique. god the movie fever yeah. pitch it would have been so hot no he didn't do that andrew did though and i go why are we doing no uh <laughs> no no one did that for me they just chris taught me a thing where i step back with my left foot i rotate mm-hmm. my right my right foot to out i raise up my left foot it's like you know just to do a little funny thing beforehand that looks like i'm like you know just a little performative thing and then wind up and throw and then I, you should spit so, on the ball. Yeah, that's what I. That's and what Chris said to do. Yeah. Are you gonna look I just back don't and wanna, forth? Oh yeah, I'm, I want to do like a cartwheel or like a back back bend or like I don't know. I saw Simone Biles too, but it's like why would I try to do anything Simone Biles does? <laughs> you know what um, you should do, honestly. Huh. I think when you get up there, face towards second base, and then go. Oh fuck. <laughs> like just a quick like you're facing the wrong way and you catch it's, your, like, it's almost oh. too obvious that it's, I know like, but it's that's so why wrong be- it would be funnier to do something that's like like a very like uh, an earnestly like something I would get wrong that I would never get wrong you know what I'm saying I know you're saying it's like so exaggerated that it's funny but that's my point yeah like is that it's just so like abs- like if it was like a little bit too long that you were just facing be, second. What if I was like licking my fingers and like you know doing the thing under my eye? Like, is there any kind of like funny? Anyway. Oh, you could pretend to have like uh, Vaseline all over. Like, like a lot of pitchers will hide like Vaseline and like they're like go. Uh, oh, use your tit sweat. Use your tit sweat. No, I don't want to be filthy because St. Louis already is kind of like. Ugh, are we letting this fucking whore on? Our, okay. Well, you know, Christian baseball field. So. <laughs> So then Andrew and I threw around Matt Pond's sock last in um, Dallas. We were throwing around COVID and um, we, and Andrew said it was good. He was impressed. But I mean, it was a sock. I mean, what are we, we going to do? And he gave me some tips that were Isn't really good, harder? which was like, because the sock is up. lighter than a ball. Isn't yeah. But it, it was easier to like really try to throw it as hard as possible. Whereas if I was indoors trying to, I just, there's a part of me that's so scared of breaking things that I just never will throw it as hard as I can unless it's something that I know won't hurt anyone. Um, and he taught me to like loosen up my arm because I was kind of like all bunched up and like, Ugh. and then yesterday Chris picked me up and brought me, uh, we got we went and played catch in Forest Park and we played catch for like an hour and I'm so good. <laughs> I hate to brag, but I'm really good. And we were doing it from 60 and a half feet away, which is like, yeah. is not going to be the distance that I'm going to have to do it because that's the distance between the, um, you know, the pitcher's mound and home plate. But I, they're going to come in for me a little bit further. And I think Chris was tell, like, I think you tell him to stay. I think you do 60. I think it'd yeah, be bad. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to, I think it'd be funny if I just go, nope, go back. Yeah. And yeah, then I go totally back, fuck get it up. Down. I Did will you say see- that. S- yeah. Did you see the video of um, the cent? baseball that hit the, uh, I think, the pitcher's butt? Yes. Did you see that video? It was so hot. <laughs> it like yeah, ricocheted. He was like J-Lo. It was like so hot. Yeah, it was like a ball. juicy ass. 
That ball was crying. And that he kind of like, so tight. yeah, yeah, the ball uh, to split in half. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, Noah has it right here. Look, oh. I like how he gives it a little boom. And he, he like just was never able to get that hand out in front. Doc, start here for the race. I want to do that. Bang. To the pitcher. Oh. He just was never able to get That is like a luscious ass. That's an insane ass. There's girls that would go to baseball games at Tulane just to see that ass. Those pants really accentuate the ass. Women don't go to Aquaman's bobbies. No, they don't. They really don't. You're so wrong. They don't go for it. It's just an added perk. No, they go because they have think they might have a chance of fucking those guys, but they don't go just to ogle. I'm telling you, they were ogling. I had friends that ogled. There were a lot okay. of baseball groupies that loved the tight pants with the ass. But they, they go, also oh think they have a chance of fucking those guys. That's why of they course. go. If of they, course. Well, that's mainly well, what why it is. Why is that it's two not, different things? Why is that because two different things? If, the, if the chance to fuck them was out of the equation, then it wouldn't happen. Like if they were just ogling, like if they could go watch it on a screen where it was just close-ups of their asses, they probably wouldn't watch it from home. Do you know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying, but I don't. I don't think they stand alone. I think ogling. No, I've I've ogled before. I get it, but I would not. <laughs> you just would like go look watch up porn. if you Google Google uh, Halle Berry looking at Kobe Bryant at the. Oh yeah, game. but that's because she has a chance to Kobe Bryant. For sure, but she was also ogling. She did. She ogled um, hard. So, anyway, I so will you say threw the that ball. Feel, How did it feel? How did I it feel, feel? I'm really good. We threw for an hour, and I will say that I got, I threw to him straight, and it wasn't always 60 feet away. It was usually like more like 40. But I will say that I got, I was, str- I threw straight 80% of the time, maybe 85. And I got it within inches of his mitt 70% of the time. Like it was, it was undeniably I'm good. And like, I have a good, like I, my arm is, is weaker than my aim, but my aim is good. That's all I want to do is really throw it straight. So what I know now is that despite, so I get to do it one time, you know, I don't get to like, I can warm up a little bit, but it's going to be scary. Like if I, if I get to throw five pitches, then people would be like, wow, she's good. If I fuck up one time and do the one bad one, because one out of every you know, I would say 10% of the time, it's a fucking bad one. You know, I just like throw it into the ground or whatever. So, but what I know is that my boyfriend, who I really care about him, you know, being proud of his lady, he can be proud of me already and know what I'm, he knows what I'm capable of. I know what I'm capable of and it doesn't matter what happens. Can I say something? Yes. If you throw too far, it'll look cooler than coming up short. So, if I were you, I would aim high because no one's expecting a girl to be able to throw it like 70 feet. And if you were like, sorry, I'm too fucking strong, no one's going to laugh at that. because I just want to throw it dead straight. I, well, yes. I'm okay if it goes a little short, but yes, I will aim to throw it. I Because I can if I throw it straight on, it won't go mm-hmm. 60 feet. But if I do it a little pop-up style, it'll go the 60 and a half. So I'm going to go for throwing <laughs> it a little bit higher. Yes. Uh, even though it looks a little bit more girly, but I I really am aiming for like, wow, that was right on his mitt because my aim isn't really good. I will think, I mean, I don't know what to compare it to. Who knows? Maybe everyone's this good. But um, I felt, you know, me, I only do things that I feel like, oh, I'm actually like better than this than most people. And I felt my aim because my dad used to practice with me with Frisbee. He said, if you hit me on the chest and he'd be 60 feet away, I'll give you $50. And so we would always, he would just stand there with his chest 
and I, I think I won it one time, but we were, I was, you know, I know AIM in that sense. Okay, let's get to the news. <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. It's Wednesday, folks. You know what that means? It is Wednesday. <laughs> Hope you're having a good time out there. It's the hump day of the week. It's the middle of the week. It's the top of the week. It's coming on back down, but it'll come back up there in the weekend. Who knows? Maybe not. But I hope you're having all the swells out there, and I think Noah's going to take it away. Here we go. Take it down. Just a friendly reminder <laughs> to go to NikkiGlazer.com slash tour for Nikki's tour dates. And you're Thanks, also Noah. on the Fully Loaded Comedy Festival. You got a couple of dates on those. Yes, and I have also extended, if not on the Fully Loaded Burt tour, but on my tour, if you go alone... And write me going alone in all caps, but in only that message. Don't write something after it because I only see the one, last message you send. If you start it with going alone in all caps and you tell me you're going alone to a show, I will give you free meet and greet on me for being brave enough Aww. to go alone. And I will bump you up to a VIP meet and greet. So just DM me going alone all caps if you want to go alone to any of the shows that aren't on the Burt tour. Um, and that is my gift to you for being brave enough to go alone. Going alone, all caps. Give me your full name and what show you're going to. And boom, they'll be at the box office. No other no other uh, requirements. All right. So the first story, uh, I have to say thanks to Bestie. Uh, she goes by Wit for Brains on Instagram. All right. Several, meaning four, kindergartners uh-huh. <laughs> consumed a pre-mixed tequila drink marked as adult lemonade at snack time in their Michigan school. Oh, good for them. How fucked up you did know, So uh, poison control was called, but so no, fucked up. no student needed medical attention. They were doing the, the host- conga line. <laughs> yeah. They're like, this shit's dr- weak. Well, it had 10% <laughs> alcohol, which is kind of a lot. That's yeah. a lot. And That's 20 uh, proof. Why was it out there like just like labeled like so easily? I bet them one of them brought it from home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a student brought it from home. Um, oh. The the spokesperson from the school said it's unfortunate that these types of adult beverages can easily be mistaken for child friendly drinks. Yes, especially when it says adult on it, and you're a little kid and you want to feel adult, or you don't even know what the word adult means, and it says lemonade, and you know things are labeled in such cute ways. You know that um, remember the the drink on um, Summer House that that guy sells, Lover Boy. That is yeah. a that's a little girl's like I would be obsessed with that packaging and stuff as a little girl, that's and true. so or truly. But you know what, yeah. man? As someone who doesn't drink anymore, I get jealous of anyone who accidentally consumes alcohol and just gets to have a little fun buzz. Even kids who have developmental like brains that are still developing, one little drunky episode is not gonna. It's just gonna be a good story for the rest of their lives. So we, good for. I him. never had a white claw. Have you ever had a White Claw? No. no you should so do religious. that now. I know. I guess I could have a White Are Claw. Are you done drinking? Like, what's your status right now? Are you going um, back on the... What's, I don't what's know. going on? I mean, on? COVID has really, like... I just want to be healthy right now. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. You don't want to do anything that affects your immune system. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'll probably... Yeah. I'll have a White Claw. Yeah. You got to do a month. White Claw. Within this I'm, month, I'm going to have one fucking White Claw, dude. Hell yes, dude. And I'm going to drink or, it with five, ten Or a Truly. <laughs> Or a kombucha. Even a full blast kombucha would be yummy. I'm just like living kid, out all my fantasies. I love the kid that brings his like dad's heroin. He's like, oh, I, th- I thought it was. Thought <laughs> I'm it was so jealous. <laughs> They're like, we thought it was the kid's kind you inject into your <laughs> asshole. 
Um, what was your science experiments? I, I just I don't know why. I just oh my god, I had the funniest top. fucking one ever. I, so, I do too. Should we do this later? Or I don't know. No, I'm dude, sorry. This, is, this is actually appropriate with this. I was in chemistry class. I did not understand anything about you know chemical re- reactions, and we had to do <laughs> we had to pitch a product that was based on a, the the assignment was you create a product that you're selling almost like Shark Tank where there's a ke- there's a um, a chemical reaction that happens in the product. All right. So the only chemical reaction I knew of, the easiest one, was baking soda, vinegar, boom, volcano. Right. Boom, kill a that we all we yeah. all know that this is tenth grade. <laughs> so like this is volcanoes. That chemical reaction is so like elementary. But I was like, <laughs> I can still use it. it. It passes the test of this thing. So I came up with a product. This is honestly so funny. It was I I bought a baby doll, <laughs> the hollow baby oh, doll. Oh God, I know what you did. I, I bet. put baking soda inside the baby doll after I took off its head. Put the head back on. I uh, <laughs> made a hole in its mouth. And it was a baby doll that taught kids about the drink- dangers of drinking alcohol. And then I put vinegar in like a, with like a beer on the bottle. And then I was like, you know, this is a baby doll that you give your children to teach them like alcohol is bad for you and makes you sick. And so I poured, I was like, baby loves beer. And I poured it into the baby starts spewing up everywhere. <laughs> That's it was, awesome. It was a doll that dare teachers could take around to schools to teach kids. And I got a, a you know, A++ because of creativity more so than the chemical reaction that I had to also explain on the whiteboard, I think, right, you know. That's a great um, invention. I really like that invention Thank to learn. you, thank you. I, I mean, got maybe really, the... really creative with, I had some great school projects. What about you? Oh, I've told you this. I mean, I was a little less creative with this one. I, uh, I brought in a few different kind of fruits and I had people plug their nose to see if taste, if smell affects taste. So the idea was they clamp their nose so they can't <laughs> smell. And so I like that. Here's the thing though, I forgot the clamp. So I just blindfolded <laughs> them. <laughs> well, they could plug their nose. <laughs> I guess they could have, but I they, they didn't. So I just blindfolded them and they were like, "Yeah, that's an orange. That's an apple. That's an orange." Yeah, well, uh, they were all 50 for 50. Like it was literally there was no the <sighs> hypothesis is that I'm a fucking moron. And, and the conclusion was, I was right. By <laughs> literally, <laughs> like you would think by like forty eight, like of them going, that's an orange. I would have stopped, but I think I stuck with it to because like I had to be confident about how bad, yes. like I fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, like if a, I, yeah, you when like, you fuck by up like sometimes thirty, you just... I was like, yeah, I was like by thirty, I was just like, I know this is wrong. It's like There's when Kristen no and I would see the guy in class lean back in his chair to be kid and then he'd fall over and he'd be like, I loved it. I want to do it again. And you're like, no, <laughs> yeah. you didn't. You fucked yeah. up. And now you're like embracing it like it was meant to be. We used to make fun of that guy so much. Oh, uh, uh, dude. Next it news was so story. funny. All right. <sighs> Andrew. Yes, a study finds Ooh. that American men's penises are only the 59th biggest in the world, beaten by Haitians, Australians, and French. Whoa. Wait, Wait, 59th out of countries or 59th percent? What it, country. So 59th. we're number 59. Here's the schlong list. Oh, okay. wow. Wow. Okay. These aren't So Ecuador numbers. is 6.93 inches uh, average. Yep. Wait, we're not seeing, I'm not seeing the whole thing, Noah, because I, my or thing is zoomed in. 
Yeah, so Ecuador comes in at number one with 6.93 inches. Is it because we're closer to the equator? It goes Ecuador, Cameroon, Bolivia, Sudan, Haiti, France. I would think French would have. Although all these these countries, I will say, have um, their foreskin still, which I bet adds 0.3 inches. No, this is erect. This is erect. I know, but they... Oh, so their foreskin gets pulled back. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so... I mean, I feel like in any country that might be a little smaller where everyone's pretty much similar, so you're going to get similar-sized dicks. America, you have so much diversity, so you could have a three-inch dick. I know, so we get... We, well, do you think about if we true. didn't have so much diversity, it was just all the white men. Well, all little Jewish so guys. we would be so, a um, lot lower. <laughs> the yeah, average yeah, length We'd of, be number 6,000. The average length of an There's American man's penis. countries. Yeah. Yeah. A- according to the study that The Sun posted about. It has to be 5.20 or something. 5.35 inches. That can't be right. Can't it, be. It, that's the average uh, in, in the U.S.? Yes. No, that makes sense. That's a, that's a decent size. That's that. That's a good size. That's a decent size. That's no, half a ruler. No, you don't know penis length. You always like, you guys draw it at this comedy cellar and you no, guys dude, draw No, dude, I dicks. know what it is. I'm saying, I know you think that that's small, but no, it's not. No, no, but I'm saying, I'm saying what you think 5.3, I get a ruler because I, I, I know honestly what fi- I know what six inches is. Six inches is this. Whenever you draw dicks on the. On the on yeah, the, we were drawing big dicks though, Andrew. We knew that. <laughs> I know your vein, what your one vein on a dick is, is bigger. I did than a whole dicks. special about how my boyfriend's penis was average and how he should be proud of it. I know what an average penis is. Um, okay, but when and you it's draw it's definitely a penis. above average if it's. <laughs> but okay, how many countries do you think there are? Don't look, guys. Don't look, because I just world? looked it up. Because I kind of didn't know in the world. No, in the universe. If we're, if we're fifty-nine. Out no, of in dicks. our country, how many countries are no, there? No, I know, I know. I think. Oh yeah, um, I'm gonna go with. I'd say there's. Uh, a million? Just kidding. That's 220. <laughs> Jen. 220. What? Okay, you know what? I think like in the 300s. It's so funny. I would have guessed like 240, I think 220, 240, 195. Okay. So but who's isn't it funny that we don't know that? Can I like, find out who's, like who's 195 on dicks? Oh, yeah, that's because a good point. Yeah, who has the smallest dicks? No, is there anyone? Or who's the um, smallest on the I, list? Yes, that was included, but I didn't want to disparage anyone, so I didn't Oh, come on, it. it's fine. What, what, what country? It, small dicks are not a bad thing. Yeah, I love small dicks. Especially when it's a whole really country. Do. They could put them all together. I believe uh, it was Cambodia that came in last. Cambodia, okay. Oh, oh yeah, men. I don't want to do the whole, like, Asians have small penises thing. Yeah, it just is so ugh, and tired, and also, I don't think true. But if it is, who gives a fuck? What's um, the size? It's like three. My inches. whole special is turning into. I just want to do a whole special about guys with small penises and how they should be proud. There was a lot. I, I posted something on my Instagram yesterday from <coughs> Belessa, the account that said, uh, "Let me see if it's still up there." One second. You know what they should make? They should make a thing that goes around your penis. That like maybe like. Like a I don't know, like a pump? dildo, that, like a peg for your penis, but you don't... They have that. Really? Yeah, like like an extension for the penis yeah. that men can wear. Yeah, they have that. Yeah, they've tried everything. Um, they have everything that? they do. Can you feel the... I wonder if you could feel... Like, Balesa Company. Balesa Co. on Instagram. I, I, I posted this on my story. I've never gotten so many reactions to something I put on my story than this. It was a tweet from... 
just KY1018 says when men learn the vibrator is their teammate and not the competition society will heal and I had yeah. so many guys writing to me being like yes girl being like hey I, I allow that will you date me and then I had so many girls writing to me including one who I'm not gonna reveal who it was but it's someone um, who I think I know personally it's one of those internet friendships that you don't know if you've met personally but um, she said uh, my boyfriend doesn't believe, uh, she goes, 100%, my boyfriend doesn't believe me. I said, not okay. She goes, alpha males are insecure, LOL. I said, I won't have sex without them. Meaning alpha males, no. Meaning vibrators. She said, I bring it out always. The weird thing is, every other guy that didn't um, want to be my boyfriend never had a problem with it, LOL. I said, guys need to understand that these toys do not replace them. We need them to make these toys work best. I would rather have a guy in a vibe over a vibe alone any day. She said, exactly, and it's a compliment. We want to share it with them. I said, they don't make guys obsolete. We need them to hold them. And she said, yeah, I get, I get off more often when he's, not in, when he's involved with, you know, with the toy. She goes, my hand gets tired holding it. Um, and then I said, it's so nice to have someone do it. And she said, and they are learning too. I'm all about it. Um, and it just sucks that uh, there are any girls, like this girl's like a cool fucking mm -hmm. opinionated funny girl that is dealing with a guy who's insecure about that. It's just like, I think that just sets the stage for a lot of insecurity elsewhere in the relationship. It makes me nervous when they're, when guys have that hang up. But I get it. We just need to dismantle it by telling the truth. Because I think guys just, it'd be like if a guy had a fuck doll and you would take offense to that somehow and maybe we don't understand it fully. I don't know. What are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I guess if I was having sex with a fuck doll underneath your ass, would, that would, probably wouldn't be. They're like, yeah. I don't know. I like oh. to be treated like a hot. fuck doll. I know. Noah's <laughs> but, like, I'm But what if it. the guy, okay, what if, okay, here's a scenario. You're hooking up mm -hmm. with a guy. He can't orgasm. He go, He has to go roll over and have sex with the fuck doll to come in front of you. Hot. I would say I would be fine with that too because I would say it's not me. Well, it's not because what if the he, fuck he doll just, was a it's brunette? no human woman. I, was I would a brunette go, it's, that was. No, but. <laughs> like look because, nothing like you. <laughs> well, I'm. I get your joke, but I really do think that I wouldn't care because I would go, this guy has been trained to get off with this fuck doll when I haven't been in his life. Yeah. And I, he, he, it's not just my vagina. It's no girl's vagina. Like this thing, I can never be the same vagina as a fuck doll. I would never feel, I would never feel jealous of a thing, of a, a yeah. piece of machinery. And we're, we're in bed okay, with him. Yeah, really? and the yeah. living one. Oh, I'm not saying I think and it's great I could that suck you're cool his dick, I mean, or yeah. I could like, kiss him while he's fucking the fuck. Doll. Like, there's things that I can bring to the fuck doll situation that alone the fuck doll would not provide for him, even if it's okay, me like if muffled it's in, the, in the closet going <laughs> like you might like the, that. What if what it's, if every, it's time? every time? I don't care because okay. because I understand that men have sexual dysfunction just as women do. Dysfunction meaning we have been trained to get off on our own when we're single with these toys and we have become addicted to porn, addicted to toys and are, and I've raised the bar for what, how much pressure I need on my vagina and how much stimulation I need. And it's because of toys. And that doesn't mean that I should now have to like, t like, you know, it's like salting your food. Like it would be, 
it's embarrassing. Chefs don't like it when you salt your food, but it's like, well, bitch, I don't have a chef cooking for me all the time, so I've grown accustomed to really salty food, and I'm going to salt this fucking dish, and you shouldn't take yeah. offense to it. It's just put I ketchup have to on steak. Wean, yeah, you should wean yourself off and attempt to, but it should not be offensive to you that because he, he would be with the fuck doll if he wanted to be with the fuck doll. If a guy is with you or a girl is with you, they are not. If you think they're with you for a reason other than being with you, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, they just trust them to not be with you if they don't want to be with you. That's just I my. Think, I think opinion. as a guy, I think I have the joke about you know feeling like Woody from Toy Story with all the new dicks showing up, and like yes, I think both can be true. That like I love like using it and having it as like a, a tag team partner. I really do. Yeah, and at the same point. I, I'm a little insecure where it's like, oh, but I can't do it on my own without my tag team partner who might be better than me at what he's doing. But even also, though he's you made know that as a guy that can't come, like needed your hand. Like, can't oh, you for just sure. act I'm like it's saying, like that, not, like the same way? Yeah, and I do. And like, I would say right. 80% of me is teamwork all the way. Yeah, 20% you can't of help me is still, feel. yeah, yes. it's still a little insecure. That makes sense. Like, so I think, you know, I think if guys can, you could come at guys, well, come at guys, but in that angle of being like, look, I get it. You could still be insecure, but also like look at it as a team. Yes. Like, it doesn't have to be like, no, you, you don't gotta, have to. Yeah. Don't be insecure. Yeah. You're a pussy for insecure. No. Yeah. Trust that you're insecure, but you know, realize it's coming from places that maybe you need to work on outside of the bedroom and it's not that, you know, um, but yeah. Not being critical of being it's insecure. Like you're playing it's, baseball catch. It's like, what are you going to catch with your bare hands, or you need a mitt? Like a mitt. What are you mad at the mitt? Don't be mad yeah. at the mitt. I'm ca- <laughs> I'm catching with my pussy pump. It has like a good hollowed out <laughs> cove that I can that catch it right use in there. At the game. Yeah, that would be hilarious. They'd be like, okay. <laughs> They'd be like, can we make it Jenna Jameson day instead of this whore? Um, okay, we got to take a quick break. We're going to come back with why do I care. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, Self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girlbomb to get the job done right. Conair Girlbomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girlbomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional-grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts All right, we're back. Why do I care? Why do I care? Another story submitted by a couple of besties. Oh my I thought God, you'd love to love know this. this. A Swifty scientist names a new millipede species. Millipede! After Taylor Swift. This got sent to me by Ailey, who we talked about yesterday, who was the one that gave Andrew the advice about the COVID medicine. Ailey sent this to me yesterday. I couldn't handle it because it is combining the thing I love most in the world with the thing I love the least. least. Millipedes and centipedes are my number <laughs> one and two and um, uh, house centipedes. Oh, millipedes oh. are so disgusting. The fact that they Sorry, move slower does buy them something. So what is it called? All right. So uh, this new millipede species is Nonaria swiftae, which uh, is... Um, Oh man, I didn't put it. It's she like goes, because the, I'm a Taylor Swift fan. Okay, so in his tweet, he goes, I'm a big fan of her music, oh, so I he. wanted to show my appreciation by naming this new species from Tennessee after her. A high oh. honor. Well, 
she is also, you know, from Tennessee now. Uh, she is originally from Pennsylvania, but I love this. I would probably do the same thing. When I was asked what Cardinals jersey number I wanted, I picked 13 because I'm a Swifty and that's Swifties. That's a number. I almost picked 19 because that used to be my favorite number because 1-9 is Dave Matthews' birthday, but I have let that go. Funky. <laughs> and so it's 13. I would probably do the same thing. I have to say that lately... I don't know how to say this. Uh-oh. My Taylor Swift obsession has been relaxing. And I don't know why. It's maybe just if I still love her. I still consume everything. The obsession, though, is there's just less of a, like, I don't know what's happening. Maybe I'm maturing finally. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but I don't, when I go, I don't need to listen to her constantly. I don't need to... Because also we haven't had a lot of new music in a while and also none of her songs, I'm happy right now, so none of her songs besides yeah. Lover are this really is, hitting it for me. This is a typical pattern with obsession, by the way. Like if you took a graph and you have, uh, you know, like how much you're obsessed versus yeah. time, the line always shoots up like straight up. Yeah. So You it, can't you know, maintain, the, I've maintained this obsession for a really long time. And you have a and new I've, singer in your life. And I also have loved Are Wilco this much before, them? Dave Matthews Band. And yeah, Phoebe Bridgers, I'm very much into right now. I've talked about it a little bit. It's She's not even close to replacing Taylor at this point. Um, but I just, I'm for some reason, I've been really into just new music and um, music really by people who are inspired by Taylor. Olivia Rodrigo as well. Like these are all kind of disciples cool. of Taylor Swift that have come out of uh, what she's made. So, and also I'm really into like girl in red. I'm into, um, and King princess. I'm so into King princess. I am into sad girl rock, but I am into lesbian sad girl rock mo more specifically girl in red and King princess are, uh, and Fletcher I'm, I'm into as well. They're all, uh, they're all lesbians and there's just something badass about these girls who are singing about women. <laughs> there's you this like one Tegan song and that Sarah too. Don't oh, you? Tegan, Sarah, I've, I've loved forever. I fucking love them so much, but, um, I, uh, the girl in red does this song called, and I had a dream about it last night. Um, it's, it's called, uh, girls and she goes, they're so pretty, it hurts. I'm not talking about boys, I'm talking about girls. They're so pretty with their buttoned up shirts. Ooh. And it's just all about like, I know I should be into this guy, but are these feelings, like she's talking about like, I'm supposed to like guys, but I like girls. I love these songs and it's, I think it's not because I'm like into girls or whatever. People keep writing me being like, are you coming out? Because I made a post on Andrew's post that I said, you know, I appreciate him being a straight friend to a straight a straight man being a good friend to a straight and then I put a question mark woman I do believe I'm fluid and could be into girls I don't think that I'm mostly gay or anything like that but um I don't know if you out there have any recommendations of any other lesbian rock I love or like indie <laughs> rock Melissa Etheridge I fucking love her she has the song Bonnie called Ray. I Wanna Be In Love where in the music video she is hitting on Jennifer Aniston and it's one of the hottest music videos ever um, so check that out. Let's get to our Wednesday game, which is a wild card. We haven't played it for a while. It's time for Finish My Sentence. Finish My Sentence is 
uh, I was sound like I was going to say brought to you by, but it is brought to you by Noah's brain today because she was like, we should do finish my sentence. And <laughs> uh, Andrew and I will try to complete each other's sentences, what we think we would say for each other. And then we will weigh in on how well we know each other. All right. So what is the sentence, Noah? Today's finish my sentence is the bad habit I wish I could let go of is. Mm. All right. Who would like to go first? I'll go first. As Andrew. Yes. Hi, guys. I'm Andrew. What's yeah, what's up, up out there? What's up out there, guys? What's up? Uh, okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Um, so <laughs> I sound pretty cool, man. The bad habit I would like to get rid of is putting always off make me nervous. calling my mom. Oh, that's a good and, one. And just like procrastinating on uh, on on calling my mom. It's probably the bad habit that I would like to just have lifted. Did I just like figure yours out for you? <laughs> yeah, that was yours too. No, no I mean, honestly, it's my aunt Sally, but yes, I'm projecting. Why is well, it my so mom, hard? Why is it hard? Because, you know, my mom's sick. And so it's and, like. Yeah, it's, it's hard just, to hear. Uh, it's hard to be confronted with that. And yeah, yeah it's, it's tough. Also, she's sober for. 12 years now or so and so and you fall off the wagon you're just a I disappointment to her and and why don't you just down a couple me. fucking white claws and give her a call next maybe that'll give you the courage to call her <laughs> i drank too many i forgot uh <laughs> <laughs> i white clawed that phone what do you think about my prediction <laughs> what do you mean does it ring true for you or is there one that you would no, it definitely rings like true. Like i mean of? no it's so funny that it rings so true because i just had you know my birthday my mom called me i didn't call her back you know, I was dealing with COVID and shit, whatever. But, and then she, you know, the thing that parents do is maybe they won't call you for like five weeks and then they'll call you two days in a row and go, well, why don't you call me back? It's like, mm-hmm. well, this isn't like an ongoing thing. Like, what are we doing here? Like, this is why I don't at times yeah. because now you're going to make me feel bad because I didn't call yeah. back with it. And then I play that all up in my head and then I'm like, oh, well, mm. now I'm hold- now I'm waiting too long. Now I can't call because then it's so going to be So many like, times I've done oh, that God. where, so, you know what I found though? And maybe this, is, this isn't just advice to you because I know you get it, but I've been such a person that forgets to write back emails, for, doesn't return calls, and then I wait too long, and then it gets to the point where if I do, I have to address the fact that I mm-hmm. haven't, and so you just ghost that person. I really have found that saying to the person, either in the email that you write back to, I have an email that I have to write today, actually, to a fucking executive at HBO who is someone that could give me a TV show. I haven't written back to her because it was just <laughs> such a big deal. I mean, here's one I wrote to Bill Maher. I'll give you an example. So Bill Maher, I'm not trying to brag, but this is just an example of like, why wouldn't I write back to Bill fucking Maher? And the truth is, because the ones you don't write back to are generally the ones that mean the most. It's not that they mean the least. It means they mean the most. And you can actually say that if it's true for you. So I wrote to him recently. Hold on, let me just pull this up. Um, So he wrote me and then I didn't get back to him uh, for six days, which to me is a long time, especially with like, I, I just, with Bill, like, it was it was it was something. Were you worried that I about to get back what he would write back if you wrote like because of um, past 
No, well, we've had past interactions which haven't gone smoothly on email, but we are so past that. Like, he's a good fr- I feel I consider yeah. him like I. We sign off like I love you. Like I love Bill Maher. Like he is someone I, a, a a dear friend at this point after our trip. I said, Bill, for whatever reason, I always put off writing you back because I still have you on a pedestal. Uh, in parentheses, you're not coming down anytime soon. And then I just keep waiting until I feel like I have time to really make myself sound as cool and as smart as possible. Oh. Then it just gets to the point where it seems like I'm not writing back because I don't care, which honestly might be the coolest look possible. So I guess my system works. Kidding. It's so lame of me. But just like I would never take it personally if you went, oh, he had written me that he had to unfollow me because he had to wipe his Instagram clean. And he was like, hey, I unfollowed you. Don't think, don't read into it. I said, oh. But just like I would never take it personally if you unfollowed me, I hope you don't take my lag in response as anything other than me being in my own head about being friends with someone who I idolize. I said, we can talk about about all of this and more on the podcast. I can't fucking wait to hang out with you again. Thanks for having me. Love you, Nikki. And it just, I guess just being honest about it, like even, you know, my Aunt Sally, who I dread every day I'm going to get a call that she's dead and then I'll regret not talking to this kooky woman who talks very slow, which is hard for me to talk to someone who talks slow, but she has a fucking, she's had seizures that make her talk like this, but she's so funny and so cool and I don't call her. She calls me all the time and I always let her go to voicemail. I don't even have a voicemail anymore because she can't can't even leave me a voice message and I think that the the solution is to she never gives me shit about it ever but i think it's just being honest and being like sally i love you so much and i get sad talking to you because i feel like i should call you more and i want you to be happy and it just is you know just being honest about the overwhelming part of it does that is that something that you could do to your mom andrew and just be like i kind of get scared that you're gonna give me shit about not calling you and that's maybe why i delay even more and i'm really you know yeah and i've had that conversation before in Mm. the past and i've been honest about that i do think also there's something to like putting bill maher on a pedestal or if i put like you know i got back to jake owen like but like why am i not getting back to my own mother it's like why are we putting these celebrities whatever and i know they're ahead of, yeah, ahead no. of like people that like really matter to you and partly is because because they you don't love feel you and you vulnerable. know they'll forgive you yeah okay let's get to mine yeah. will you will you do mine i think you right. i mean so i could Andrew. have the same one so my yeah the yeah, sentence so. is the bad habit i wish i could let go of is you have to say i'm Maybe, nikki glazer hi i'm nikki i'm the one that you know fucking throws a baseball and stuff whatever i'm having like <laughs> yeah, a whole day it's like I have like a key coming at me about like Ballpark <laughs> Village. Whatever. It's not a big deal. My name's going to be on top of a sign on top of a building that no one will ever see. Anyhow. <laughs> um, no, my my biggest, um, I would say, wait, what was the word? I'm sorry. Now I forgot the sentence. I was going the off bad so habit, much. I oh, wish bad habit I maybe would be maybe being a little too judgmental of uh someone's uh, significant other right when I meet them. Wait, wait. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm not, we're not talking about Brenna, by the way. I think people are no. going to think I'm talking about Brenna. Oh, oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Um, no, I love that part of me and I think I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> not looking to get rid of that at all. I 100% know when my friends are in a bad relationship. Within seconds? No, within minutes, <laughs> I give, I give, so, you know, and this is also formulated from watching Instagram stories, you know, collecting data along the way. I 
for someone who's been in bad relationships this, before, who's been science? faking it. <laughs> I just swear. I would say that that is not something I'm looking to get rid of. Although I will say being judgmental in general. Yes. I think the bad habit I'm looking to get rid of would be, um, uh, what about assuming, you know, the whole story without knowing the whole story? I think that's, um, again, like I think that's a something I wouldn't want to get rid of because, <laughs> because I do that. It's I'm fun. just saying it's, it, it makes me fun. a good comedian because I can go, I, it's part of my ADD. I know the whole story, which <laughs> I know. I, the thing is, I will say, I will admit when I'm wrong. So I don't have a problem being wrong and, and going the whole way. That skill that I have of taking things too far and seeing, and like going so far that I like know the outcome <laughs> years from now. You know, me saying I don't want to get married because I don't want to get divorced and I don't want to go to Target to have to pick out a pencil skirt to wear to court. Like that's, that's a joke that came from me taking things too far and going like, why are you already divorced? You don't want to get engaged because you don't want to go to pick out a pencil skirt to wear to court? That's funny. But so I will say that I, there's something to that though. And I agree with you, which is um, I want, I would like to be better about just leading with love even in even when i am thinking that someone isn't right for my friend that they're dating just leading with love and knowing that it's not about me i would like to i think so often i get into this thing of like how i'm feeling in a situation let's say my friend starts dating someone and they're not paying me enough attention or they're acting weird around me i have to realize that they're not thinking of me. They're not thinking I'm being weird around Nikki. I am choose. They're just trying to survive in this weird ass relationship they're in, which I I know, but I'm taking it personally. Like it's affect. Most of the time when people are struggling in their own lives, everyone else is affected, but they can't handle these little, you know, peripheral issues. These little fires that you might be one of them. They're not thinking of you because they have a whole fucking smoldering thing to take care of in their own life and they're struggling. They're just trying to keep a, their head above water and they haven't even begun to address the problems of this relationship. So everything else is affected and they'll get to those things when they address this bigger thing. But it's not about you. And I think that my bad habit that I would let to, let to go of is to be less selfish, um, which I'm always trying to do even though Nikki Glazer Day is coming up and uh, this is the Nikki Glazer <laughs> podcast and Welcome Home Nikki Glazer is coming to E and my tour One Night with Nikki Glazer is now listen I, I only put my name on everything because it is a, it's not about me being like you guys know I don't really like myself I have bad self-esteem I can't even watch myself it's about me wanting to make more money it's a branding thing and I want to make more money so that I can do more good in the world and lend my money to friends so it's not selfish but I will say that in conversation I can sometimes talk too much on this podcast I can talk too much and I would like to be a better listener final yeah, it's thought li it's just funny though it's like like branding like that you know Tom Brady does it Trump obviously does it but it's like my two you faves. have to do it. It's not. It's not. It's not. No, I'm making not, good financial decisions for myself. Yeah, it's like, what are you supposed to do? If I put my name know? on, and I didn't want to put my name on everything initially when I wasn't good enough, but it's it really is about me. If I put my name on things, more people know my name equals more opportunities equals more money equals I'm going to survive the apocalypse and I'm going to be able to support my friends and family who don't make as much money. I, that's really how I look at it. Um, and I really look, and I've said this before, but you know, you watching the E show, 
besties out there, which I, I just learned there's still 700 million cable subscribers in the country. Maybe it's 200 million. Fuck. It's crazy. It's so many more more than countries. Yeah. Or yeah. in that many countries. Um, I read this article about the, um, why talk shows don't work on streaming services. Um, let me just look up this number. Uh, how many cable subscribers in the U S I didn't know this. See, I thought no one had cable anymore. You know, we're cutting the cord. We're all going streaming. Uh, I there always thought are that you would say, oh, go ahead. 70 million cable subscribers still in the US. I th- yesterday I read it was like 200 million. I really did in this t- I think it's more like 200 million. If to compare that Apple TV has like 12 million subscribers. So when you're in a streaming service and that's Apple TV compared to Netflix, I'm sure it's they don't release their numbers, but John Stewart's show got 40,000 views the f- second week. The first week it got like 70,000, which is nothing. And the second week it got four, like it, so. And YouTube the, views he gets is like a million, but still. I mean, his, I I, I've, t- I've said how said great his Netflix, fucking show is. Netflix just had the lowest streaming numbers in first quarter or something like that. Yeah, I mean, they up their prices and their content. Um, You know, people have a problem with the con. Like, it's just not quality content. I think it's better than ever. I'm loving the ultimatum and Love is Blind was amazing. And also uh, there's that Jimmy Seville documentary. I've been like consuming so much. But um, I want to just say that people watching Welcome Home, Nikki Glaser, question mark on May 1st. uh, I'm probably going to be on Fallon May 2nd, too. So look out for that is about me. Like, I just want people to watch so I can make another season and hang out with Andrew and my boyfriend and my family it that really is not like a money th- like when people are like please watch this thing it's always about money i swear to god i just want to make shows i just want to hang out with my family so that's really what you'd be supporting are you gearing it up is for the show Andrew? too for like the yeah you know i think about the show and i'm like you know i see like uh what's that show like the the asian show where it's like bling and everything is so flashy on tv and i yeah. kind of like that our show you know it just Yes, we do. We go on our gigs and it does seem like kind of cool when we're like, you know, performing and there is that like aspect of it. But other than that, it really is like just such a relatable, like we're just regular people. We're (laughs) not trying too hard to look, you know, like we're just like, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like worried that people aren't going to watch because we're not like, you know, throwing each other down. Well, second season, you're going to be all white clawed up. That's going to bring something to it. Um, I'll, no, I'll you're right. Like mom. I had those same worried too, because like reality shows are great because of drinking. I mean, I'm watching the ultimatum and it's like all this shit's happening because these people are getting loaded and doing stuff that they regret. I mean, so many reality shows, the best moments, flipping tables, throwing wine. It's yeah. all centered around drinking summer house, these fights without drinking. It wouldn't happen. And so there's not a lot of like, there's just a lot of, for me, I, I you know, there was a lot of like painful things that I had to experience and like tough stuff I had to go through during this reality show um, in terms of therapy and talking to my parents about stuff. So there's that, but there's not a lot of drama. It's just, I do think, I think, I think though, you know, there's a lot of heart in it. And I, I really do feel that way. Like, I'm just thinking about like when we're on the dock and we're all talking, Oh my God, there's just a a lot of family and like, and I don't know. And I think people are going to get stuff out of that. And I would hope to think that that is still 
you know, the Andy Griffith show was kind of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, I think, like, people oh, that means need so much that. to me. Where, where it's, like, not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. That's whistling. That was something. Um, <laughs> listen. But, yeah. So I, fucking throw. I think, like, I think that that can still be needed. And hopefully it's, you don't need to fucking have a flashy bullshit to get to people still. And I, and I yes. And so, but also but, the flashy bullshit is so much fun. about, we still, the show still moves fast. You know, it definitely isn't, oh, yeah. you know, just yeah, us yeah. down by the crick, like just like, you know, <laughs> chewing on a straw. Our thumbs. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It, the show is manic almost in terms of how, it's TikTok like levels of fast. Each scene is like 30 seconds long. So it's like, and the first premiere, you guys are going to love it so much. Especially besties are just, I don't even worry about them liking it. Everyone's going to like this show because you can't, it's just, funny people doing funny stuff and I'm the least funny of everyone I swear to God and um, Andrew's like no, no one's arguing but I was no, no, no I'm arguing so ch- I was so like got to be in the background and just let everyone around me be funny it was so nice and it just really feels like I can just be proud not of my performance as much as like knowing that this was a good idea and casting this because in, in casting meaning just like oh putting you know these people in my life Noah's gonna be on it they filmed us doing our live podcast you guys are gonna recognize everyone in this you're gonna know all the stories because we were living this life while we were doing the podcast and the podcast is gonna be all over it so besties I really need your support and getting the word out and getting people on board the first week they're gonna play the fuck out of this all the time on E every single night they're doing a marathon (laughs) of the first two episodes back to back so people just get which is the best thing ever have you seen the second episode have you seen no. the second one? I oh. want to be surprised. I want to watch it on the night of. Um, but I want. I would the love for besties to get together and do like a <laughs> viewing party or just like get your friends involved because I, I want, this is the new Kardashian spot and it could be the new Kardashians for you to like comment on and like, you know, just, it's not going to be the same as Kardashians obviously, but it's it's just an, an extra layer of behind the scenes of my life that I think is not necessarily the most interesting life, but it is just an honest one. And I hope that you guys all Ooh, like it. And I like that. That was good. You line. know? Oh, thanks man. Maybe yeah, that'll that be the tagline. That should be like a tagline. That's good. Oh, thanks. All right. Well, we got to go. Thank you so much. Besties. One. It's just we'll an be back. honest one. Oh, yeah. That's like a John Prine song Whoa, right there. Oh, okay. Thanks for that okay. t-shirt, by the way. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, I got a shirt. Uh, let's go. <laughs> we'll be back here tomorrow. Don't worry about that. Next week, I'm going to be in New York. Come see us this weekend. New Orleans, uh, Fort Lauderdale, Jacksonville, Nashville, Sunday. Nashville, Sunday, Nashville, Sunday. You guys, I really, I want to sell the Ryman out. So, And also, if you go alone and you write me going alone, all in caps, uh, on my Instagram and give me your full name and what show you're going to, I will grant you uh, a bump up to a free meet and greet ticket, which is usually, a, you know, 50 or so dollars more. Uh, I'll give you that to to you for free. Uh, I love you guys so much. Don't be care. And Jake Owen. What? Jake Owen. Oh, Jake Owen. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you.
Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 